In the eerie moonlit embrace of October's shadowy nights, we gather around the flickering candlelight, hearts pounding in delicious anticipation. Wow. Halloween, that most terrifying, but in a fun way, of holidays, approaches and with it comes a timeless tradition. The sharing of chilling tales that make the bravest among us question reality. Welcome to our Crypt of Whispers, where we embark on a journey into the abyss with a tapestry of scary stories for Halloween. I was trying to do it better because you said I, you have to edit mine so much. So I'm trying to speak wow. better. I don't try to give you a complex when I say that, but I am also just a very honest person. So it's hard, I, I just, hard to avoid. You know? Man, I, I only cried for a day this time. That's good. It's getting shorter. Yeah. So anyway, it's Halloween. Boo. Aha, got him. Yeah, just... another year around the sun, huh? This reminds me of when we first started going. We released in October. Spooky vibes all around. I listened to music that got me in a spooky mood on the way over. Yeah, that's true. You don't even know what I listened to and you wouldn't approve he, of it anyway. Well, I know you listen to Miss Rachel Halloween. No, this was... As you do. I listened to a, 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 a good Icelandic band. Of course you did. I don't understand the words, but it, it made me feel haunted wow. and dark. And, and I, you're sharing that with us now because we feel haunted and dark that once again... Kalen Mikla. And you just had to throw it in there, didn't you? You couldn't help yourself. Maybe people want to hear. I guarantee that only one person might want to hear that. Well, it is Icelandic music, so that's probably about there you go. what people would say. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Icelandic music, even though Christian loves hijacking the show to talk about it every episode. You're welcome. Every single episode, 20 minutes of Icelandic music. Anyway, so welcome back to spooky season, friends. I hope you're all donning your spooky apparel. I almost did the Christmas thing. That wouldn't have worked for multiple reasons these days. You're really stuck on Christmas already. I know. Last episode, you were doing that, too. That's true. I wonder what it could be. Stress. That sounds about right. And here we are to talk about spooky fun times, folks. Are you ready for it? If you are new to the show, we ask one thing of you and one thing only, and that is that you listen to the episode. If you enjoy the episode, just take one moment of your time and rate it five stars. It really does help us grow up these charts. We're trying to catch up to Tony. He's got like 2,000 reviews. And we're like, hey, Tony, we like the thing you do, but hey, Tony, if we could, we would be you. So we need to get people. <laughs> Didn't mean to totally quote Frosted Flakes there, but you get the idea. Anyway, yeah, rate and review the show, guys. It really does help. And it is the easiest thing for you to do to help us grow the show out. If you enjoy the work that we put into this show and you want to see us go far and do fun things in the future and meet for public events or something, Christian would get a kick out of that. Then, uh, yeah, help us get there. You're the best. We plain and simple. Definitely the best. So join the Facebook group by going to our Facebook page at Freaky Deaky Pod. Click on, click on Facebook groups or whatever. Oh, you guys know how to find something. It's a Facebook group that we have, and it's on Facebook. Can you imagine? Also at TFT Paranormal on TikTok and at Freaky Deaky Pod everywhere else. So go find us. We love talking to you guys. Send in your own spooky stories for this time of year. Maybe we'll share a couple on 
Instagram or something. Maybe we'll put them out there for folks. The gang at thefreakydeaky.com or leave us a voicemail at 801-997-0051. And keep it spooky. And now that we got all that crap out of the way, how are you doing, Christian? I'm doing okay. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm He's doing okay. <laughs> no, I should be spectacular. Spooktacular. Spooktacular. Wow. I should have known how to say that. Isn't it weird we've been doing this for four years? That is kind of weird. Shout out to everyone that's been around. I mean, we keep getting new listeners, which is awesome, but it's kind of cool to see the, like, the OGs hanging out still. still I, I, so there's a couple OGs that are falling off the map. You know who you are. You just tuned into this episode because you saw Halloween and you couldn't help yourself. But guess what? We still love you. It's fine. Yep. Welcome Come back. back anytime. Literally anytime. The door is open and there's a welcome mat. And it's actually on a podcast player. So you can push any button you'd like to pause, resume, whatever you want. So I'm sure I've mentioned in previous Halloweens, one of my crazy childhood fears was the Headless Horseman. Have I mentioned that? Yeah, it does sound kind of familiar now that you mentioned that. Yeah. So this time I decided to bring in, just before we get into the stories, just a quick tidbit about different legends of this horseman. First, of course, we have the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Everybody in America tends to know that one. It's a, it's a famous American tale popularized by Washington Irving, and it tells the tale of a headless horseman in Sleepy Hollow. I had to add that into the soundboard Yeah, it's real about quick. time. And this horseman was said to be a Hessian soldier who lost his head during the Revolutionary War. That happens. We're going to travel over to Ireland now, where I will probably butcher this name, but we're going to say the Dulahan. In Irish folklore, the Dulahan is a headless rider often associated with death. It rides a black horse, and it carries its own head under its arm. When it stops riding, someone is destined to die. Well, it's probably him. He's carrying his own head in his arms. Maybe he just wants company. He's dead. He wants somebody else to die, so he has company. That would check out. And we won't go too far. We're going to go to Scotland now. Ah, uh, yes. And we're going to... My land. Yeah. Scotland. Worst joke of all time. It is. You and of the little head. Rub my large head. This one's little. Hmm. I have a little <laughs> short one. So, <laughs> yes. So, in this particular case, Scotland has its own version. This is a tale of a man named Ewan who was decapitated, decapitated in a clan battle on the, the Isle of Mole. The Isle of Mole? Mole. M-U-L-L. Mole. Okay. Not Mole. Different island. I was thinking Mole, like M-O-L-E. Oh, yeah. Totally different. And then there's, last but not least, this one comes from Northern Europe. The Wild Hunt is a popular folklore in Northern Europe that often includes a headless horseman. The spectral hunt is led by a supernatural figure and, again, is associated with death and misfortune. I'm beginning to see a theme here. Yes. And my whole fear, in case you've forgotten from previous times, of the Headless Horseman comes from an episode, a Halloween episode. Of Little House on the Prairie. Yes. Hilarious. I still haven't gone back and watched that. That's how much it traumatized I, me as a child. I don't even remember it. And I watched Little House on the Prairie a lot. It's really strange. I've never seen it just pop up on reruns when I used to have regular TV. Check. Now that it's around Halloween, check. Maybe um, it is. The goal is, by bringing this up, I will check it before we air this episode, and if mm. and I can put it on one of our social medias, what I currently think about it, if I can find it. Yeah. I mean, these are the lengths that we reach when it really is a special occasion. You ready for the first story? Yes. That's why I hit This Is Halloween. Okay. Now, this story... I think I mentioned last week. I'm going to tell it a story. It messed you up. It's from the sounds of it, you yeah. read this years ago and it messed your shit up. I didn't actually read it. Well, then it, it's from read. It's from the Two-Face podcast, which is a crime. Hmm. But it's never left me. And when you get to the end of the story, 
I'll, you'll understand a little bit why. The I'll title, judge that. The title is My Dad Created Ghost. As a young girl, I was 11 years old and my parents had just divorced. My dad was now living with his girlfriend in Portland, Oregon. And this was my very first summer vacation where I stayed at a different home, you know, from my childhood home. And the moment I walked in the house, I felt like I wasn't alone. There was energy there, that there was, and there were spirits there, and that I was being watched in every room. That is the worst. He had purchased bunk beds for my sister and I, and my sister picked the bottom bunk. I picked the top bunk, and it was my first night in the new house. I fall asleep a little bit, and then I awake by being touched, and then my hair is touched. So I feel heavy Ooh, touches. Yeah. Yeah, I feel t heavy touches and light touch, and a light touch. So I leave and go down the little stairs of my bunk bed, and I rush over, and I'm going to run into my dad's room. But I suppose I felt that whatever was touching me was over there, too. I wasn't going to be safe in my dad's room, and I didn't feel safe with my dad. So I laid on the, on the hallway floor with the light on, curled up in a ball, hoping that the night would just go away fast. So I guess you could say that she sleeps with the light on? Yeah. Wow, we should have saved this one for the end so I could have done the, the promo there, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. In the morning, my dad stepped over me and he said, why did you fall asleep in the hallway? I said, I was being touched, dad. Something was touching me. And he said, oh, don't pay any attention to them. They bother me all the time at night. Don't pay them any mind. Her father is Keith Hunter Jesperson, also known as the Happy Face Serial Killer. They got, they caught the Happy Face Serial Killer? Yeah. What am I thinking of? The Smiley Face Murders? I think so. Wow. Two similar names. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh... I've searched for stories similar to this that have to do with crime and they're and paranormal. Yeah. And none of them have really played out, but this one, like I said, is stuck with me because it was so creepy that this, mm. her dad was killing people and maybe being haunted by him. I also, maybe I should cut it out of the beginning when I called the story before you even started. I said her dad was a murderer. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll clip that out. Scott, go back and clip that out and then just leave this in saying that you were correct and that you, you know what? You know what to do. Yeah. You're you. But wait, if you're you, then who's me? It's like oh, a Loki God. situation all of a wow, sudden. Wow, here we are. Disney references are back. Yeah. We're taking it back old school. You know what? People should understand that I love traditional style stories and Disney and Star Wars are archetypal stories that have worked for thousands of years. There's a reason people go back and to them. You're right, man. And what better episode to release those into the world than the Halloween episode? I know the end. My dad tells a story and I will do my best to recall it. My dad was 12 or so and had a cousin that was eight or so. My dad's aunt had driven down from Louisville for the weekend to visit the family and brought her, the kid with her. My dad said that when the kid arrived, he told him that he had had a bad dream the night before, that he was in a coffin and he couldn't get out. My dad told him not to be silly, and my grandfather and dad were going to the feed mill to pick up a load of grain, and he rode with them. On the way, he passed the church. On the way, he passed the church graveyard, and my dad's cousin asked my grandfather, that if he were in a coffin, would he be buried there? He said, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> no, Hulk Hogan. Hmm. My grandfather laughed and said, maybe one of these days, but that was a long, long time off, so he shouldn't worry about it. They get the load of feed at the mill and head back to the house. The next day, on a Sunday, they get up and go to the church, and in Sunday school, they had all the kids together, and my dad said his cousin asked what it was like to be with Jesus. And the teacher tried to continue on with their lesson plan. Like, don't but, worry about it, kid. Yeah. But then he started to cry and said he needed to know. So she changed 
and talked about what they thought heaven would be like. After church, he was crossing the road to the parking lot, was hit by a car and killed. The kid? Yes. So he was asking what it's like to be with Jesus? Yes. Damn, he's really eager to get there, huh? My dad and grandfather will say it's almost like he knew he was going to die. There is that feeling that some people get, which is, which makes me always like really uncomfortable if I start thinking about death. I'm like, oh God, no. What if it's about to happen? Yeah, it's like really... Uh, Very macabre, Christian. Great for the Halloween episode. Yeah, that's definitely not something you want to hear from a kid, especially. Like as yeah. an older person, they start talking like that. You're like, well, you did your time. Like, What's it like with Jesus, please? Yeah. But when you hear kids say that and then that happens, it's like you have to rethink everything. But the good news is now we get to ask him what it's like. But he has to come back as a ghost to tell us. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a minor detail. Yeah. As long as it's Halloween, he can come back. Next one is called Hounds of Nebraska. Is this a hellhound story? No. Oh, man. Or Das Hounds okay. on Nebraska. Good grief, Christian. <laughs> Rub my large head. I did that one just to bother you. Yeah. This it, one's from Meta 5. And what what makes you think Dachshunds of Alaska is? Or what did you say, Nebraska? Das Hunds. Yeah, Dachshunds. No, Das Hunds. Yeah, Dachshunds. No, Dachshunds are a breed of Das Hunds. Yeah, Dachshunds. If no. you want to say it with a German accent, sir, we're talking about wiener dogs, Christian. No, we are not. Plain and simple, that's all das we're talking about. Das Hunds. Those are dogs. Oh, well, the dogs. Well, I'm sorry, is this a German podcast now? I don't believe it is, but hello to our German listeners. Tell us your scary stories, because Germany has some scary stories. And please make fun of Christian's German accent. There, I wasn't even attempting to have... Oh, but you wanted to, yeah. and that's all that matters, really. So anyway, Meta5 says... I don't have any way to verify with this, whether this is actually a family story or whether it's an urban legend. But here we go. Ooh. My family has lived in rural Nebraska. Two episodes in a row where we had to say that word, and both of us focused really hard as we were getting to After, at the end, if anyone listens closely every time we say that word, there's like a one-second pause. For me, I say it, and then I take a breath, and then I continue. Yeah, I say it, and I'm like, congratulate myself. You All did right. it. <laughs> then you get Nebraska wrong or something. And rural Nebraska. Damn it. So anyway, we're in Nebraska and they were in the family was in Nebraska since they yeah. immigrated from Germany wow. in the mid 1800s. Now you understand why I use the German title. No, I don't. Near the turn of the century, disease was pretty rampant in the homesteading area and it killed off members of almost every family. When someone died from illness, time was of the essence in burying them as not to let the virus spread from the deceased to the living. Indeed. This meant. No wake periods. Uh -huh. So an aunt of some unknown number of greats preceding her relationship to me dies of some disease and she gets buried in the family cemetery on the homestead. The dogs were very fond of her, so it wasn't too surprising that after the funeral, the two dogs stuck near the grave. That is always sad. Yeah. But loyalty goes a long way. Definitely. That's why I like dogs. The rest of the family began to think something of it when a week and a half later, the dogs were still visiting her grave almost constantly. But they weren't just at the grave, they were visibly distressed, frantic, and often barking while there. This goes on for maybe two weeks when the family decides to check it out. Those are some pretty rabid wiener dogs. They're not wiener dogs, they're just dogs. They're just hounds, not docks hounds. There's really no way for you to prove that. You are correct. So they dig the casket up and open it. The deceased hair has all been pulled out. Her fingers are raw and bloody and mangled from where, on the inside of the casket door, they can see deep scratches in the wood. She wasn't dead. 
She was comatose when they buried her, and she came to while underground, spending probably her last five or so days alive in a buried casket. Didn't they used to have those bells that you'd ring? In some places, yes. Oh, well, I bet she wishes she was there, huh? Probably. I think that was, this sounds like it was, uh, no, this, yeah, this was Nebraska. I think most of those were in Europe. Probably Europeans were like, we're not waiting. Bury them now. Yeah. Put a little bell there just in case they wake up. (laughs) So anyway, first off, I don't think she survived for five days underground. I would say most definitely not. Air wouldn't last that long. But also, the dogs knew, and the dogs were pissed. Yeah. But if they went and got the dogs, don't you, wouldn't they hear something? What do you mean? Like if she was screaming or something like that? Like, probably not. Because you got dirt on it, and that's going to muffle a lot of the stuff. Maybe something only dogs could hear and tell. We don't Mm. like the way you make our food. Mama's scratching to get out like we do when we have to pee. I mean, here's a a real question. If those dogs were so loyal, why didn't they dig her out? Good point. Right? Wouldn't dogs start digging and something like that? Smart dogs would. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were wiener dogs. Yeah, maybe they couldn't get that far. Uh, these tiny legs aren't doing us any justice here, woman. We'll be there in nine weeks. Anyway, horrible way to go. This is, is my boyfriend a demon? Well, Christian, I haven't met him, so I can't say for sure, but, <laughs> but I assume probably. And this one's by a pathetic desperate. A pathetic desperate or apathetic desperate? Apathetic desperate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it goes either way, two totally different meanings. Yeah, I've known a couple pathetic desperates before in my life. And then the lights come on at 2 a.m. Last call for alcohol. And you're like, "Ah." What's up, honey? You're looking mighty fine. Ooh, yeah. I have a little short one. That's what he said. My boyfriend, at the time, and I were moving. So things were in boxes and the bed was taken apart. He always had insomnia, but I usually fell right to sleep. This night, things felt off. I was tossing and turning for a good 30 to 40 minutes. He finally asked, what was up? I said it was nothing, but he pressed, and I finally said, I don't know. I just keep thinking I'm seeing something in the shadows. He pushed for me to say more, which was unlike him, but I finally started describing this thing. It was probably seven feet tall, dark blue, almost black, defined large muscles, and sharp teeth. He cut me off and asked, is it dripping and slimy looking? I said, yeah. Is it breathing really heavy and staring right at me? I said, uh, yeah. He said he saw it too and he thought it was impatiently waiting for something. But then he didn't want to talk about it anymore. Red well, flag number you, one. Yeah, how do you not talk about it? I don't know. Even a skeptic like me would be like, rub my large head. Not, not right away. I'd have to no. get to know him a little bit. I'll see he's into the large head rubbing, all right? I mean, you're definitely into pushing that button. I just freeball it. Mm. I found out later through a friend that had known him as a teenager that he had a weird history with a place out in the country called Stone Church. She described him as a shy kid that didn't have any friends, kind of emo, and desperately wanted to be liked by the cool kids at the school. I would say relatable, but I was pretty popular before my mom pulled me out of school to be homeschooled, which is why I have all these wild beliefs about things. Right, Christian? I agree. She said, for fun one night, they went out to this abandoned church that was supposed to be haunted and did something like Bloody Mary or played with the Ouija board. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, I don't Tell that guy that was talking shit on YouTube, we're at it again with the Bloody Mary stuff. Are we? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that went on for way too long. Oh, yeah. my goodness. He's probably still listening. Either way, this person says sorry, but don't remember the specifics. So don't add us over Bloody Mary. We'll play it if we want to, okay? <laughs> Just kidding. We don't do that. So they're at this church and crazy things started happening. At one point, the door swung shut and locked him in a room. Couldn't get in for a few hours. But when he came out, he seemed different. Possessed. 
this was not the guy I knew, by the way. So the girlfriend's saying, not the guy she knew. Yeah. She said the next day he was a forever changed guy. He was super charismatic, made friends everywhere he went. They were like his followers until she mentioned it, never really realized how much they seemed to worship him. He refused to talk about it and she clammed up and didn't want to say anything about it anymore after that. This is how cult leaders are born. Demon possession? I mean, that's, that's a great point, though, Christian. That's a fun way to go. That is a fun way to go. We should look into that. I wonder, wouldn't it be weird if you found like some weird threads that tie it to maybe being a possibility? You're like, did you know that this happened before this guy went on to kill his entire following? I love learning about cults anyway. So that would just add to it. That would. You should honestly look into Just see if there's anything that could even remotely point to some shit like that. Well, I, I have a cult episode on my mind. So as I'm researching that, mm. we'll look into that. Yeah. Or I'll look into that. You'll look into that. Yeah. Because that would keep be... my damn name out your... You, you know the phrase. Ah. <laughs> the reason why I will not watch a Will Smith anything anymore. Preach it. Okay. The next one is Dad Alarm. Oh, wait. No. I forgot I put a story in here just for you. It's called Binky and the Thief. I bet if it was silicone or rubber, it's just bouncing anyway. And this one is Kenzo... From Kenzo the Besto. I'll be a judge of that. I have two kids. When my first was a baby, her binkies always seemed to disappear. Hmm. Like out of thin air almost. And I know you've experienced this, Scott, because I have in your house. Yeah. I know it's easy to think I misplaced them or something, but I'm serious. I would tear the entire house apart for this one specific binky because it was the only one she would take. Trickster. I had recently had a run-in with my TV remote vanishing as well. And after some advice from a friend, I decided to ask the house to please return the stuff to me. He's like, so, oh, man. Yep. All right, Greg. So I did. Then I took a nap with the baby. Within an hour, after a week of the remote being missing, the remote returned on top of the of my AC, which, by the way, I messed with very frank, frequently. And frequently? Was, yeah. And was right next to the couch I was always on. The top was also dusty and there was no dust-free mark under the remote. It's like it was just put there. I was shocked, weirded out, and scared. I was completely alone at that house all of the time, so it wasn't a roommate or anything. Shortly after that, the binky started getting taken. Every time I couldn't find it after a few days, I would beg the house for it back, and it would return in plain sight. Once it was even placed in my hand while I was sleeping, and I was awoken by a sudden feeling of it dropping in my hand. That one freaked me out. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That one was the best. No, that <laughs> one is terrifying, all right? Yeah. Would you give your baby that binky after that? I would use that binky after that. I need to calm down. But that binky might have a demon in it. It's fine. I don't know when it all stopped, but eventually it did. There were other paranormal encounters in that house, but it seemed like separate occurrences. Now it's years later. I live in a different house, a different state, and a new baby. I had a lot of binkies sitting on the beside of the table next to the couch, probably like eight. Only like three are left. Been there. Yeah. And we have checked everywhere. I haven't asked the house yet, but I am feeling very, very uneasy. I figured whatever it was lived in the house. Now I'm worried something is attached to me and maybe has been for a long time. I have heard your pleas, human. Here are your binkies. I mean, why be scared if, if it gets returned? Because that's unsettling, regardless. Like, and this is, I am leery to even mention the story now that after the audio cut off when I started bringing it up on the bonus video of Halloween. 
do it. Oh, actually, no. The Halloween hasn't come out, so I should I should just tell this story right here so that people that didn't get the full story on the, the YouTube. Okay, we were filming. We were talking about a trickster spirit and the bonus story for the Sleep with the Lights on this week. Every single thing went wrong with this, this production, including to the fact that after, and you'll see it on the video and releases, after we start talking about, I mentioned a trickster spirit that I dealt with in Vegas. As soon as I mentioned that, the audio just stopped recording and then christian's camera was zoomed in like 6x one of the something else the oh the wide angle camera stopped working everything literally went wrong and i'm not saying it was a trickster spirit but what i'm saying is maybe wasn't not a trickster spirit and this the story i was trying to finish in the halloween bonus story for sleep with the lights on was that things would just go missing there was a time when i had and I'm watching the recording right now. You better not, you son of a... I had a t-shirt business in, in Vegas when I lived there. And it was all just a... It was a heat press, plastic all transfers. And so I'd have to order bulk transfers for the designs. And when they got in, I put them all in my closet. And then I got this really big order. And I had to get everything together. So I went to my closet. Transfers were nowhere to be found. Literally, when they arrived, I grabbed the box, walked it to my closet, opened it up to make sure they all looked right, and then closed the closet door. Nowhere else they could have gone. Those went missing all the time. I had to reorder because they never came back. My my keys would occasionally be in different spots than when I left them. My headphones were gone forever. It just took them. And this was the same house we heard like footsteps nonstop when we were smoking in the garage or anything like that. I always felt like I was being watched. Like a typical story that we share on this podcast. Like it was exactly like that. You feel like you're not alone in the house. There was all kinds of weird... It was just a creepy-ass house to live in. So, yeah, this story that you just shared, it may not sound sinister or whatever, but when you're actually in the middle of it and you can't see the thing, it doesn't ever, like, reveal itself to you. It's just taking shit of yours and randomly moving it or just disappearing it into the ether. Right. And so it's it's unsettling, to say the least. And so when he said that that binky dropped into his hand, that's creepy. Because that's, like, that's there's no getting around that. That thing was like, hey, I'm here. But, and this is something, and I'll, we'll go back to your t-shirt business, being the good Christian you are. Sure. It probably would have been hard for you to ask the house to give it back. No, it, it wasn't that. It, or you just didn't that, think about it. I didn't, at that time, I wasn't, at that time I was actually almost positive that it was my, my roommate who was oh, like yeah. an ex of mine. And I'm uh, like, this vindictive, she's really attacking my business now. She's trying to like take me down. And so, yeah, I did not ask the house because I was just convinced it was her and she was convinced it was a dead friend of hers that came around sometimes. Is this so. that same ex that had that little boy? That no, <laughs> that wasn't even a relationship. That was like four nights of my life. And then it's still a relationship. We can read between the lines. Christian, we were reading scripture the entire time. How dare you? Just kidding. But also <laughs> like, <Sorry. laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no. So yeah, I've had, this was, this lady had a lot of really messed up shit. And, um, and that happens sometimes. Yep. But don't steal my shit, ghost or otherwise. And it's not your friend Jimmy in the house, lady. All right. It's just not. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. Come back. Come back to us. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was Jimmy. I don't know. Push that button. I never met Jimmy. Dad alarm from Charm City Change. Dad alarm or dad alarm? Oh, now you're saying, speaking German again. It's dad. Dad, dad alarm. Dad. Dad. Like from the streets, like we're on the streets. Like what you are. Dad alarm. Dad alarm. Dad. Okay. Father alarm. Father. Father alarm. Vader Jeez. alarm. Is that better for you? You German. You're not even German. You just love German. It's a really complicated relationship. We don't need to get into it on the Halloween episode. This is Technically, I have a lot of German DNA in me. This is Halloween. 
That might offend some Germans. <laughs> you said you had, you know what? I'm not going to explain the joke to everyone. You I, either get it or you don't. I don't get it. Charm city change. I'm a kid who likes his sleep very much. So my dad often had to wake me up as I slept through my alarm. He wakes me up the same way every time by gently putting a hand on my shoulder. And Saying, then, hey, sport. Yeah. This is a good, good start. And then, since I usually plead for five more minutes, he yanks the covers off and forces me up. So a few, few weeks ago, I, I had to get up very early to go play pickup basketball in the morning with some friends. I set my alarm the night before and went to sleep. My dad works very far away, so he often sleeps at work two or three nights a week. And that night, he wasn't sleeping at home, so I knew I had to get myself up. I eventually fall asleep, and I then wake up to a hand on my shoulder, murmur the usual five more minutes, and then I feel the covers yanked off me all the way off the bed. Ooh, yeah. I shot up out of bed because my dad was about to beep. No, that part I added. I wow. shot up wow. out of bed because it was a habit at this point because this is when I knew my dad was serious. So maybe he was going to get beat. Trigger warning. I opened my eyes and it was pitch black in my room and nobody was there. I looked around and saw nothing. Just the lights on my clock that said it was 2.30 in the morning. I was a little more than slightly freaked out. I asked my mom in the morning if my dad had come home. But she said no. He had stayed at work. He still went out for cigarettes six years ago. We haven't seen him since. <laughs> he was a loser, just like you. Wow. Loving, caring family we've <laughs> described. Ted Bundy's family. Okay. Anyway, you ever had anything like that happen? Um, Not to the extreme of having like covers or something pulled off me, but definitely like voice or something like that, like being awoken by someone saying something or um, feeling like a, a touch or like, I mean, we've even talked about it before. You had the ghost feeling up your ass or whatever. And I had, there's a couple of times where I'd be like laying next to Alice or something. And like, I felt like my, well, I felt like China came home and was like, you know, put her hand on my, my back or something like that. And I kind of rubbed a little bit and I was like, oh, she's, oh, she's not here. Okay. Well, this is weird then. So, but nothing to the extreme of like, there's no denying when you have your covers ripped off. You, you know, you can't just be like, oh, what a weird, my AC must be acting up. I got to check that out. No, it's, there's no denying that something that you, you cannot see ripped that shit off. Yeah. It's pretty hard for me as a skeptic to say that there's a natural way your body could move to make those sheets fly off. You're doing the worm. You're like having like a dance That's off the only in way. your dream and you do the worm and like flies off and you're like, Oh God, I almost won that weird dance rap battle that I was in the middle of. Did they call it the worm when I was a kid? I thought it was the centipede. Oh, no wonder they don't call it the centipede anymore. Yeah. Moving on. Wow. <laughs> wow. Christian. <laughs> Everyone do the, oh, God. No. <laughs> Why? Two for the road. And it was never called the centipede. <laughs> for the record, I'm pretty sure it was always the worm. But, I mean, I wasn't around in the late 1700s, so it was I can't speak on behalf of the that. The late 80s. Oh, um, late 1800s. Tommy sorry. and Brian back me up on this one. Yeah, you guys do the worm or the centipede with... <laughs> they did it better than I did. Take that as you will. Wow. Was dancing. It will live rent-free in my head. We called it dancing. Anyway. Wow. Weird. Two for the road from Last Duke's Street King. It was about beers before you drive home? Road sodas? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway. You must have had too many then. Yes. He's got two stories. One's creepy. One's not so creepy, but probably appropriate. I don't know if you noticed this, Christian, but we kind of like the inappropriate here. I'm hoping that's... I mean, I've read the story multiple times, but... Weird I can't flex. remember how inappropriate it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Ooh, anybody's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's butt gets caressed. So well, that's too bad. Not my kind of story. We'll save that for the Patreon that doesn't exist. <laughs> my mom is the oldest of six children. 
And the oldest five are all two years apart from each other. So when she was in high school, in 16 or 17-ish, she did a lot of babysitting for her siblings, my aunts and uncles. She's babysitting the family one night in winter, and the phone rings. It's the neighbor across the street. The neighbor tells her, don't turn around, but we're looking at your house right now. And we can see you and your siblings watching TV. And we see the back of your head while you're sitting on the sofa. Okay, my mom says, thinking it's really weird. Well, the neighbor said, we also see a man outside the house staring right into the window of the room you and your siblings are all in. Don't move. Don't do anything. We've already called the cops. So the cops show up a few minutes later. Man fled. He was never caught. Pants around his ankles or something. Little pervert. I mean, this is... Be a pervert, Christian? I mean, I don't know, man. They, is that the inappropriate story? Yeah. I mean, Ooh, yeah. He's looking in a window at a bunch of kids. Okay. Well, that so you took it to a place. I had a funny, a nice, funny balance. And then you're like, kids. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I was no. just supporting your pervert call. Well, he would technically still be a pervert. That is correct. But mm-hmm. he was a, a funnier pervert when he was an adult and the, the adults were inside. What is this episode? This is He's a creepy pervert. There you go. So the cops showed up. It was winter. So there was a dusting of snow on the ground and there were footprints all around the house, stopping at every window. Mm. Mm-mm. That's scary. <laughs> you, you guys have some balls to do that when snow's dropping, man. What if it was in like the part of California where uh, the BTK killer was? That would not explain the snow on the ground, but. I mean, there's parts of California where it snows. I think. Wasn't he like more in the. Northern part was he? Oh. Mid, I think he might have been. Was he either in the middle or you know central mm. or or northern California? I always California. pictured him kind of beachfront. No, no, interesting. He was maybe around. I think he was in a couple different areas, but it was central to northern California, if I remember right. Mm. So anyway, on to the second story. When I was young, I had a dream. Racist. You were thinking Martin Luther King? Yeah. Okay. No. Anyway, <laughs> start over. I was like, what, where am I supposed to take this, Christian? I was just seeing if you would. When I was young, I had a dream. In the dream, I was standing in a giant field of dying knee-high grass. And the field was encircled by a huge range of mountains. It was brilliantly sunny out. There was a path that cut straight through the field. I stood in the middle of the field on the path in the center of the circle. The path cut straight through on both sides of the circling mountains, creating a giant gorge at either end of the circle. As I'm standing in the middle of the circle, out of nowhere, my grandfather appears walking towards me. He stops and we have a discussion. It's very nondescript and pretty short, but ends with him telling me that he's proud of me and that he needs to keep going. We say goodbye and he walks away from me along the path towards the other end. I wake up to the phone ringing. My mom answers it. It's the hospital notifying my parents my grandfather had passed away. That would have worked better a couple weeks ago in our after death episode, but... This person has some weird experiences. Yeah. And that's such a common theme. The whole appeared in a dream or appeared by your bed or whatever. Just be like, hey, hey, champ. It doesn't have to necessarily be a ghost if that in these cases, but there's some connection we need to know more about because mm-hmm. it's a deep one, regardless yeah. of what it is. And it'd be a lot easier for you to know the connection if you acknowledge the fact it's ghosts. It doesn't but, have to be a ghost. It could just well, it be doesn't connected. have to be. Well, it also doesn't have to be spooky, but sometimes it is. Let's get to a, a little short one. I have a little short one. It's like, you know, you know what happens doing they, this podcast? They get with, in your head. No, it's like, I have to like cut that line. No one ever say that again. So now I have like yeah. a 15 page book of word, words and phrases not to use around you. I believe I had a pair. I just free ball it. Hit the button. Super man. nuts. Don't, 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 don't. This is Halloween. 
the wise two-year-old. Ah, yes. The wisdom of the youth. Not actually far off. Hmm. Come home from work one night to find my darling two-year-old daughter standing at the top of the stairs, staring at the full moon in her jammies. Teddy bear in hand, she should have been embedded by this time. Not wanting to scare her, I walk up the stairs and ask her what she is thinking. Imagining she would say something childlike, is the moon really made of cheese? Wow. Instead, she turns to me with a very serious face and in a kind of creepy monotone voice says, What about the Van Allen asteroid belt? (laughs) Close. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. So the two-year-old says, Okay. We are all in the same cage. Well... Two years old, I nearly died of fright. I would too. Like, all right, good night then. And then you go to bed and you're like, she's right. Damn, we are all in the same cage. She was talking about the moon cheese. Careful what you wish for when you have a smart kid. I know. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a interesting time. It just makes means you have to be smart. Well, to, that's going to be a problem, Christian. I'm I know. Afraid I, that's uh, that's not I've what been, I'm known for. I do a podcast with you. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little short one. Oh, you're going to try to try to. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's better. You're going to try to sideline me with ridiculousness. Rub my large head. Mm. You are way too into that button. I should worry. It's, you know what? I feel like, and I'm just going to take a moment that as the the show has grown, there's been eras since the soundboard has come in. There's been different eras on the soundboard. I hang out on certain pages for a few episodes because I like I like the feel, I like the feel of them. And right now, I love to free ball it. I love the super nuts. I love the had a pair, large head, the stuttering, the little short one, the ooh yeah. And Damn, for you, this episode in particular, I love the Halloween. The way the way you rattle those off, I'm even more worried because it's like you knew. Mm. You knew, and you were just like, duh, 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 duh. well, there are, I'm looking at the names. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Then. Yeah, I have it on my screen because I can't remember. There's only eight buttons, so I have to program around. Gotcha. Do we have another button push coming? I don't know. Is it Halloween? Halloween. Knowing. Oh, there's a Nicolas Cage movie. Very nice. By Maristar87. I think that was a good movie, wasn't it? I, I remember right. I enjoyed it. I It was kind of weird. But it was a, I thought it was a, a good take. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember I liked it. Now, could you say that it's been a while? It's been a while? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yes. So anyway, I took care of my disabled aunt when I was a child. What? Oh. She was my favorite relative and a mother figure to me. She was always in and out of the hospital due to diabetes and a bad heart, but, but it was never anything she couldn't recover from. Well, she'd been in the hospital for a few weeks and I hadn't visited her very often. I went to bed on Thanksgiving night and had the most vivid dream in which I was hovering over her bed. The machines all started beeping and my uncle sat there holding her hand. And suddenly I just kept floating higher and higher. I woke up screaming at 4 a.m. Creed. Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Did you say Creed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> floating higher and higher. Oh. I was, <laughs> I just, can you take, no, it's fine. I gotta get better song lyrics stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, you do, but it's, that's not the way it works. Okay, so she woke up. I woke up screaming at 4 a.m. My mother was really frightened because I wouldn't snap out of it or whatever was going on. I just kept saying, Aunt Sadie died and was completely inconsolable. I went back to sleep an hour later to be woken around 8 a.m. by a phone call. It was my uncle. Guess who died? Aunt Sadie. Aunt, Aunt Sandy. You were close. Oh, we just said Sadie a second ago. Maybe. I don't recall that, though. I did not recall. Sorry. 
<laughs> I don't know why that got me. Well, it happens to the best of us, Christian. Okay, so that story is not very scary, but here's the bad part. My mother has never treated me the same since. It's almost as if she thinks I'm Carrie or something. My little psychic daughter. Would that like have kind of a normal experience like we were just talking about? Yeah. But then all of a sudden the mom's like, my daughter's been touched by demons. Or It's weird that, yeah, it's it's a weird reaction. If anything, most parents are probably like, holy shit, my kid's a superhero of some kind. Or just, you know, they just, I don't know, This that last line just bugged me. <laughs> Maybe it's the reference. Maybe saying Carrie is what makes it seem more evil than it really is. Well, I, I think that's a good way of showing the type of way. Or like, you say, oh, my mother n- never treated me the same after that. Well, maybe you're, can you give me the lottery numbers? Can you I tell, try that? Could you tell me which man I should date? But no, this, this, by look, saying, look at all these numbers. Which ones stand out to you right now? By saying this is like Carrie or something shows us that her mother maybe wasn't very good at mothering. Yeah, well, there, that happens from time to time. I don't know what to do next. What story did you like? Or did you like any of them? I hated all of them, Christian. And I really resent you for bringing them in here. Hey, man, I feel the That's... same when you get all kooky on your weird stories about dinosaurs existing hey, with humans. Hey, man. You start referencing stuff multiple episodes in a row, people are going to know that we record these in succession. And that's fine. You guys already do know that. We talk about it all the time. Personally, I don't know, the last two were kind of similar to each other, yeah? Yeah, they, they were pretty similar. And it's funny because after the first one, I was like, yeah, we hear a lot of these stories. And then you follow it up with another one of those stories. I'm like, yeah, there you go. I like exactly. The, I like the reaction the binky one got from you. Because hmm. that's a, like, I just found that one, like, the day be- yesterday, maybe, the day before. Yeah. And I was like, I'm putting this in just because of all the all the binkies that disappear in this house. Well, first of all, it's everyone else's fault. I literally go, th- I make a habit to find all of them and keep them together. I, and then I keep one behind his bed so that I know if he loses it in the night, I just reach down and there's one down there. Because your boy thinks ahead most of the time. I track binkies too, man. Yeah, China's the worst with it. I will say that. Yeah. She <laughs> loses binkies left and right. And she's like, where's the binky? I'm like. I don't know, you had it. And then she's like, well, can you look for it? And then I have to look for the binky. Then yeah. I got to find it. And she's just sitting there reading a book or something. Today, Atlas and I were both looking for a binky before nap. And we're both on our hands and knees looking under the it's, chair. It's funny with him now because he will actually actively say binky while he's looking at binky, binky, <laughs> binky. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, we are looking for binky. I hope he announces itself soon so we can go to sleep. But now we know to have masks. Ask the house for your binky atlas. Not <laughs> even once. Not even one time. I will okay. say we burned it. It's gone. We threw it out. That was a good, that was a test to see if you'd do the right thing. Yeah. Even for a skeptic, we don't tempt, tempt the fate. That's true. We talk about it all the time. You can't be a hypocrite, you know? Yeah. Anything with tricksters tends to get me just because I've experienced it. And so almost like you were with the last episode where you're like, this was relatable for me. Like that one, I do, even though it's not the exact like terror of seeing like a full or entity or something in front of you or something creepy or shadow people hanging their heads out their closet or something. It's still there and it still announces its presence more. If you think about it, than most spirits do like sometimes you'll see some walk across the doorway, but with tricksters, if that is the actual end, it could just be demons. We don't know. Maybe they're just messing with people. Tricksters have been around since ancient days, since stories began, since we know of stories. Since our first story, the first story, yeah, they were tricksters. Tricksters were around thousands of years before the first stories we start hearing about them. Yeah, so the idea that it's not just passing across the doorway, or you could like kind of play it off as like, oh, maybe it's my eyes playing tricks on me or something, but like these things let themselves be known 
so often that they their entire purpose is to make you think you're losing your mind. Either that or they, they want to show that they have the power yeah, and you have none, be, which is scary that. in its own way. Either way, they're, they are under control. It's not like some, like you said, walking across a room where you're like, oh, maybe it's not a real ghost. It's just yeah. something spooky. Imprint time or some yeah. shit. Yeah. But a trickster is actually, actually interacting with you and not always, and not usually in a comfortable way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be specifically malicious. Most of them aren't. Yeah, but the idea that it's actually hanging out there, like, like picture for me the whole, even just the whole act of the binky dropping into his hand, right? Right. That binky spawned out of nowhere, or do you think that binky, like, if it was, if the trickster put it up in the attic or something, do you think you see a binky floating through the air, making its way to the guy's hand, or do you think it just drops there? That's not how it works. It's like, um, like, it's like teleportation. Yeah, moving so, in space and time. Yeah. So if. If there's an advantage like that at your disposal and you're dealing with someone like us in just the third dimension being like, hey, we're just trying to get by, you know, this thing plops it out into the fourth dimension, then plops it right back into your hand. Like it's it. I don't know, man, it's a power play for sure. But yeah. it's a it's creepy because you feel like even though it may be kind of like boring as far as a haunting goes, the room for escalation there is what gets you because you're wondering, like, is it going to get worse? Is you're this just, all it is? Yeah, you're powerless. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the whole problem with tricksters, no matter what, is you're yeah. kind of powerless. They think it's funny. Exactly. And, and it's not funny, tricksters. Sometimes it is, but not usually when it's happening to yeah. you. It's funny when it's happening to somebody you know and they're okay. You're like, ha you're an idiot. That was the tagline for my comedy tragedy blog I had as a teenager. What? Ha you're funny? Wow. Worst tagline ever. No. <laughs> uh, it's always funny when it's not happening to you. But yeah, it was, and I shared a lot of paranormal stories on my blog. I should dig that up. Yeah, so that's that's that. But if you guys want to hear the, it's coming out, I guess, Saturday. So not tomorrow, but the day after it's coming out for on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, now's your chance. Get in. We already have one Sleep with the Lights on out. Episode two of Sleep with the Lights on is literally the Halloween episode of it. So you guys get to see me in a giant banana costume and it's all fun and games, but you will find out on Saturday that bonus video is not as long as the other one was, and that's because it got cut off literally right after we said tricksters. So, which is kind of funny, but also not funny. In this case, yes. What upset me the most is that I was telling a really good story and it flowed really well after that. And so I really felt good about that video. I was like, oh, wow, I feel like that really tied into with this pretty good. And then I look at them, I'm like, oh, I guess not, though, because the audio is not there. Does it? How does it make you feel to have a trickster not like your story and just cut it off? Isn't that kind of weird that the trickster didn't like your story before you even told it? Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not going to think twice about that. You but, probably shouldn't. I, I can yeah. think about it because that stuff doesn't bother me. That's true. It doesn't but also, bother. I don't usually sleep here. That except, is true. You also don't usually except sleep Except at here. nap time with with the baby that is true and i haven't had a binky drop into my hand that you know of yeah you could have rolled over and dropped it accidentally and the trick was like dude ugh. no but uh, for real if you have not checked out the uh, volume two of sleep with the lights on it is on youtube right now at freaky deaky pod go check it out we're gonna be doing them every other friday we're releasing sleep with the lights on and then that saturday we're releasing a bonus story from each episode so that means two videos for you every other week have we been sponsored by acme nightlight yet we have not but we really should be so look into that but yeah go subscribe to the youtube channel the halloween special of sleep with the lights on is dropping tomorrow or i guess technically at midnight christian's gonna do a thing where he's gonna try to stay up and and be there at the premiere 
I'm sure there's not a ton of viewers, but if you are awake at midnight, uh, is it Alaska, Alaska time? time? So that'd be like 4 a.m. East Coast. No one's going to be there, but it's fine, honestly. Um, you might get to chat with Christian. If I'm awake, I will do it, but I also have a hard time staying up. There's always somebody, usually I, I'll put on the videos right, right around midnight, and there's always one or two people that have already been nice. watching. Well, that's good. Those one or two people can chime in and talk to Christian about it. Let him, let him know what you think. And if not, just uh, do us a favor. If you watch the videos and stuff, just comment on them. It really does help us kind of, you know, get around the whole algorithm scenario. I'm going to stop saying algorithm. It feels like it's a problem. Share them on your social media pages if you have yeah. friends that you think will like them. Let your friends know how weird you are this Halloween season. And in the meantime, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that wraps it up. We hope you guys have a, a safe and fun Halloween and also be sure if you are on the YouTube, we're dropping bonus videos on Halloween itself too. So you're getting sleep with the lights on, you're getting the bonus story the next day. And then whenever Halloween is, is it a Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I think you're getting, I know I'm not, I'm asking the way wrong person. Um, <laughs> whenever October 31st is, you're getting a bonus video on that day as well. So yeah, we really do appreciate you guys, you know, spreading the, spreading the word about the show, getting out to your friends, family, loved ones, people you hate, your old teachers, whatever it is. Yeah, we'll see you right back here next week for something or other. Who knows? It'll be scary. It'll be scary. It will be dope. I'm actually working on a vampire episode, if you can believe it. And that makes me cringe. So isn't, isn't that fun? Are they, do they sparkle or do they like actually I think do it's more vampire of a stuff? No, actual vampire stories. Like these are, I have been combing the internet for people that have experiences that they can only liken it to what they assume meeting a vampire would be like. So it's not like, you know, ye old vampire tale or anything like that, though we do need to do, a, a, you need to look into an episode of, what's his name? Count uh, Chocula? No, St. Germain. What is, the, what is that guy? The one that lived for a long time? St. Germain. St. <laughs> Germain. That's definitely not it. What's his, what is that guy's name? Vlad Tepes. What? No, that's, a, that's the other guy. That's the Slovakian one, right? Uh, Transylvanian. The Count of... Monte Cristo? It's not Monte Cristo. No, damn. That is going to... Someone... Is it, is it the one that had many lifetimes? I honestly don't or know. Or that lived for a long time? Because that is Saint Germain. Yeah. Isn't that it? Yeah. So I got it right. Then why'd you laugh? What? Because the... <laughs> then I was like, well, that can't be it. He's hysterical over there. <laughs> no, but we need to do two episodes of Vampires. I'll, I'll find all the weird, like, one-off stories of people, and then you look into the fun ones. The Vlad guy and then Saint Germain. The Vlad one isn't very fun. Well, it's definitely not fun, but it's... Especially for the people that got put on those poles. Sure. Wow. Ooh, yeah. That's what Vlad was That's saying. That's what he was saying, for sure. But, um, yeah, can, so anyway. Can I put a shout out? If somebody wants to read a very interesting vampire story, an old one, Carmilla. I can't remember the author right now, but it's. I think it might even be older than Bram wow. Stoker's story. But it is a really interesting vampire story and i'll raise you one if you're really into vampires check out our show check out the count on sesame street and that's real old school i feel like the count all the time when i'm hanging out with atlas that does happen one two is the loneliest number and then he starts doing it never mind yeah it's not as spooky this is halloween this is not atlas wayne all right that sounds yeah, borderline. Yeah, don't, um, don't don't put that in there. I might, but it's yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, spread it around. Find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. 
Leave us a voicemail at 801-997-0051 or drop your spooky story of your own to make its way into our listener story episodes at the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. You can also find merch, some of the best merch in the podcast game, if I do say so myself. I say so. I look at a lot of... I I see a lot of podcast merch. And it's pretty bad. And I designed for a few podcasts that have good merch, and so... There you go. Hopefully not as good as our merch. I make sure that ours is always better. And now you know the cat's out of the bag. Hopefully they never listen to this episode. And if they do, that's fine, honestly. Because you're probably way more successful than we are. And someone's a little jelly. But in the meantime, happy Halloween. Thanks for tuning in. And stay spooky. Comment what you're wearing as a costume. Or if you're going as a grumpy old man like myself. Go listen to this in a cemetery with a Ouija board. Wow. Live on the wild side. Tell us how it goes. All the bad advice on this are Hollow's Eve. Coming from a man who once wore a blue wig. Once. It was like last week. Anyway, (laughs) see you guys later. Happy Halloween. Is my boyfriend a demon? Being. Is my boyfriend a demon? Trauma. Is my boyfriend a demon?
Trauma.